0: Peace.
1: News roundup for February 16th, 2020. My name is Travis, and of course I'm joined by Preston, Hey, Kyle, Hello, and Dan. What's up? Guys, we have some news stories to go over here. You ready for this? Yay! Alright. Let's kick off our first one here from VG24-7. Steam Labs Play Next will pick your next game from your library. Valve has gone live with the latest Steam Labs experimental feature, Play Next like interactive recommender, Play Next uses machine learning to analyze your gaming habits and help recommend other games it thinks you'd enjoy. This time, however, Valve is turning its gaze to users' own libraries of owned games. Play Next will show sets of 3 games from your library that you should play next. If you don't know or if you don't like what it throws up, then you can scroll and generate more. So, Valve in their beta lab environment are now actually going to curate games that it thinks you should play. Based on what you have in your own library and actually get you to play what you have. Because as a PC gamer, we know how those summer and winter sales can definitely be not necessarily a wallet drain, but more of a, oh, hey, I'm going to go buy this AAA title for two bucks and then just let it sit in my inventory and not touch it ever. Yeah. I've got a Steam library of 75, 80 games, and I've maybe played 15 20 of them jeez over the years yeah since I first started with PC gaming in 2012 so is yeah. this is
0: a feature you're looking forward to then
1: it is because there are a lot of games that I'm sure that I would actually enjoy that I bought and I bought the games that I have because I do like those series that they came from or it's something that somebody told me about that I want to go and play but I just haven't had the time or ability to go in and install it because something else took my attention. Okay, So that's going to be neat to actually help and that, I guess, for those people who are kind of bogged down by the amount of things in their library are going to be able to actually get through some of their backlog, hopefully much faster. But I don't know. Those <laughs> dreaded sales will just will just drain you dry. Oh, yeah. I can never play a
0: puzzle game again because now it's going to be like, hey, do you want to finish Honey Pop and Honey Pop 2?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, yes, you I play it for the puzzles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, Candy Crush misses you. Why don't you come on back? (laughs) All right. So that was just a quick one. Uh, Moving on to the next story here. And I know Preston's really excited about this one.
0: I'm leaving, actually.
1: (laughs) This one comes to us from Kotaku. Untitled Goose Game and Control Clean Up at the 2020 Dice Awards. (laughs) A uh, short but delightful game about a rambunctious waterfowl took home top honors at last night's Dice Awards, joining games like Overwatch, Legend Zelda: Breath of the Wild, and Fallout 4 in the pantheon of Game of the Year award winners. <laughs> I amazing. didn't actually read it was the, Game of the, the Year. The fact
0: that that's etched in gaming history,
1: <laughs>
2: Is alongside Breath such of the a Wild blonder, and Overwatch, a blunder of dice. What a couple months ago, Preston about. You were going to be mad about Game of the Year for Goose Game? (laughs) And sure enough, it got it.
0: (laughs) That just shows how fucking dumb these guys are.
1: (laughs) Untitled Goose Game waddled away with three awards during last night. Let's see. Yeah, during last night's annual uh, Design, Innovate, Create, and Entertain show, along with the justly deserved (laughs) Game of the Year, uh, was also awarded Outstanding Achievement for an Independent Game and Outstanding Achievement in Character.
0: This is a fucking Onion article. (laughs) Like. (laughs)
1: This is bullshit. Oh, oh my gosh. That's fantastic. So, Outstanding Achievement in Online Gameplay went to Apex Legends. Uh, Strategy Simulator Game of the Year went to Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh, Role-playing Game of the Year went to Outer Worlds. Uh, Family Game of the Year was Super Mario Maker 2. Pressing you like this. Fighting Game of the Year was Mortal Kombat 11. Of course it was. Yeah. Uh, Death Stranding was Outstanding Technical Achievement. And then uh, Outstanding Achievement in Animation was Luigi's Mansion 3. Now, of course, that's just a subset of the entire list, but those were some of the ones I figured just worth mentioning off. But that's that makes me so much happier about Untitled Goose Game. The fact that it won Game of the Year at Dice Awards and is now alongside Overwatch, Breath of the Wild. Let's see what else did they okay, actually say Okay, but seriously, here?
0: like, achievement in and character? Are you fucking kidding me? A goose that <laughs> honks...
1: I need Shut to actually, the fuck up. Please. I would actually need to go back and look at what their criteria is for... Apparently nothing. Yeah, before, the, the, like, apparently what, like there is character. no criteria. It's just the guy
0: voting that day, apparently.
1: <laughs> it's the one guy who showed up for work and it's like, oh, I better get this done. Yeah. Hey, original hey, music hey, composition
0: game. control? What? No, 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 no. <laughs> Most of control doesn't even have music. It's that one spot. It's that one spot. <laughs> this is not... This is... It's, oh, look at this shit! Adventure <laughs> game of the year. Oh, look
1: at Death Stranding's on the list too. Dude, fuck this! Saying. Oh, it actually got two of them. It got outstanding technical achievement and okay. outstanding achievement in audio design. So, uh,
0: what does that? I'm mean? okay with audio design. I'm okay with technical too. Okay, but
1: yeah, that's but all if, they could give it. Apparently, I mean, it, would you be mad if Death Stranding got Game of the Year here?
0: Less mad. <laughs> I would be less mad if Death Stranding got it from you. <laughs> Because goose, that is just ridiculous. That, no. That game is so... That's
1: glorious. Shallow. As soon as I vapid. saw that story on Facebook from Kotaku, I shared it and tagged Preston in it. He was not very happy when he saw that.
0: Nope. Drove my car into oncoming traffic. <sighs>
1: All right. Uh, so moving on to another story here from Kotaku. And uh, this one, actually, I just can't believe how pretty this came out, is the Final Fantasy VII Remake opening is a little longer and a lot prettier that was a lot for them to throw out was actually like sharing the entire opening before the game came out. That's kudos to them. I mean, to really drive that. I wonder why uh, they did that. I, I wasn't expecting this. Here's I wonder an opening trailer. I wonder if there was a threat of a leak or something. And it's like we better just take the initiative and just push this out now.
0: Maybe we'll see it in the demo. hmm Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, opening movie for Final Fantasy VII starts with a field of the stars, fades into Eris, pulls back, and reveals the city of Midgar, and then follows Cloud and Barret's train to its destination. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake opening does that, too, only prettier and with a lot more Midgar. It's, let's see, what do they describe here? As iconic also, as it is...
0: They oh, also start off much... There's more to that opening with that bird, because they're, they start off in Cosmo Canyon. So they're already like, hey, this game is real. Like we're not just going to be in Midgar. <laughs> It'd take us a while, but there's Cosmo Canyon. Mm-hmm. Like, which they didn't do in the first one. It's just, they it starts with the earth. So,
1: I mean that, that opening cinematic, they list it here as being two and a half minutes long. So, oh wait, no, two and a half minutes to get to cloud and Barrett actually being shown off from the train. I mean, that's like your, that's a full length, uh, like movie trailer right there too. That's, I mean, th- there must've been something out there because how many more people can you really like try to bring in with this? it's already going to sell quite a few copies anyway and probably be the best-selling game for probably this year.
2: That, that's my oh, opinion yeah. on it,
1: just because of the nostalgia level and people who want to go back and play it. I wouldn't be surprised
2: um, if it gets Game of the Year.
1: I bet you it probably will. But there must have been something, though, to drive it because it's like there wasn't any loss of hype. There wasn't anything that came out that was making it seem like this remake was going to be bad in any way. And... I don't know, this just seemed like a lot for them to throw out there. And then there was even a bunch of screenshots that got out from the game too, like I guess more combat level screenshots uh, showing off, I don't know if I'd want to call them new features per se, but I guess new to Final Fantasy 7. Not necessarily new to the Final Fantasy universe, but um, instead of more of just your turn base that you're actually um, Final Fantasy 15 style of combat. Hmm. So uh, anyway, those screenshots are out there, the trailer's out there. Go watch it if you haven't yet we carry on. Uh, God, I didn't realize I put so many things from Kotaku in here. Damn. Well, they cut me that check then. Uh, Next story here. Overwatch's YouTube deal makes a new Brigitte skin costly for most players. Until February 19th, Blizzard is offering Overwatch players a skin nobody asked for, but that is admittedly pretty funny. Goat Brigitte, a horned blue and purple number meant to commemorate the notorious unpopular Goats meta that dominated Overwatch League Season 2 last year. Just one problem. It's currently impossible to earn the in-game currency players need to unlock it. So, back with the Twitch deal. As long as you had your Blizzard account linked to Twitch and you were watching Overwatch League, you would earn, I think they said, between 3 to 6 tokens, Overwatch League tokens, per hour of watching Overwatch League. So... It costs a hundred Overwatch League tokens to unlock a skin for the team that you want for any of the characters you want, but this Brigitte skin costs two hundred tokens, and they do not have any integration with YouTube or have shown any other way to earn that currency other than paying for it. So they t- even
0: if they did, that's
1: a lot of Overwatch League. You got to watch to get one yeah, skin for two yeah. hundred tokens alone. Yeah, I, I have to watch
0: every match. Mm-hmm. Ever.
1: <laughs> yeah and with overwatch league season one they actually gifted you 100 tokens and even through overwatch league season one and two as you watched they would also sometimes do little like random drops so it's like even though the rate that you would earn would be maybe six tokens per hour sometimes they'd run little things where it's like oh we're just gonna randomly drop like 50 tokens to somebody here and 20 tokens to somebody here and sometimes it would announce as it scrolled through chat. Um, But this case, they don't have any of that integration right now, which means that for you to buy any Overwatch League skins or this this GOAT's Brigitte skin, you are stuck with actually paying money to do so. Uh, It's kind of annoying. I only own... I own three different Overwatch League skins. I have Philadelphia Fusion, Genji, and um, Lucio, and then I have Shanghai Dynasty's Lucio skin as well, too. But... They're a neat thing to collect. A soul dynasty? I mean, a soul dynasty. Yeah, thank you. Sorry, I knew I was going to mix that up. Yeah.
0: I was like, I thought Shanghai were dragons.
1: Yeah, Shanghai's Yes, thank you. Yes. I knew I was going to mix something up there today. Uh, I have only those ones themselves, and they're skins. They just look neat. They just show where you're supporting at, but um, in the end, there's no way to integrate and start doing anything, and it's, I think it's... I don't know if it's 10 bucks for 100 tokens. I can't remember what the actual cost was on it, but it was it was curiously expensive compared to buying um, any of the actual coins or loot boxes in Overwatch itself. Any of just the standalone currency in the loot boxes for the base level game. So it's a lot of frustration from players on that. Um, and speaking over Overwatch League, since we're in Season 3 now... Uh, the one thing I will make mention is that because they've made the change to the homestand games and the way the advertising has been so far, they're actually advertising for games that are not Blizzard games. Like, in their in their own pre-cut commercials, they're advertising for some weird mobile... Like, I don't want to call it a tower defense game, but it looks more like a reverse... Um, Oh, maybe it is a tower defense game. It looks more like a reverse Plants vs Zombies where it's like if you were playing from the zombie side instead of the plant side, but it's oh. got a it's got a more um Warcraft style look to it. Um but it's not a Blizzard game. It doesn't have anything to do with Blizzard whatsoever and it's getting all this marketing time, like every commercial break had it. But they still have their commercial they still have their advertisement deal with Coke, with State Farm, um Cheez-It of course is kind of the The joke one right now for some issues during the first game where it looked like someone was just falling asleep and kept smack like smacking the buttons with their face because as they were trying to deliver commentary, the commercial kept on just cutting over and they cut away from it and then the commercial (laughs) come back and cut away from it (laughs) and come back and cut away from it. It was it was bad. It was actually like they they hired a like a not so trained monkey to run the master control system. Oh wow, yeah. So they are definitely not off to a good start. But I was I wanted to make mention of that off to the side. So moving on to the next story here, and this one comes to us from Engadget, and Kyle, this might actually excite you a little bit here, is that Sony could have a new PlayStation VR headset in the works.
2: Yay for spending more money. I, I've heard rumor of this. Mm-hmm. It's been a rumor for, what, I almost a year now that that it's been in the works, so that's not really a big surprise. Um, I think it's still got room for improvement, so it, it makes sense that they're doing it. Mm-hmm.
1: So... So far, it's just exactly as you said, is that it looks like, according to Bloomberg, the company is planning a new version of the VR headset with a tentative release sometime after the PS5's launch. Uh, there's not really much said, of course. The, it, it's kind of in the air on what the expectation is, if it's a full hardware upgrade, or if it's just a refresh just to meet the needs of the next-gen console. But with that, too... Um, I wonder if they're going like if the PlayStation Five is going to have enough power in it to not require that auxiliary box.
2: That's what I'm thinking. That's going to be a big part of it. Is I I don't think that auxiliary unit is going to be necessary, and that it, everything's going to be integrated. Less less fuss for cords, uh, and just I don't know, easier to hook up in general. Because w- mm. we hooked it up that one night, and God, it took what almost. 15 20 minutes to hook up.
1: Exactly. Yeah, cuz you're I mean, you're talking about the way it looped in, looped out, the power yeah. that it needed yeah. is it's a nightmare. It's a logistical nightmare, especially if you want to take it with the show people and the amount of time it takes to hook it up. It's Yeah, so one cable to rule them all, I think is what it needs to be and if they followed in line with the Oculus Quest and did a USB type C connection, like we I mean, we don't know what the PlayStation 5 looks like anyway, but if it was a USB type C connection, it can mm-hmm. handle your video um, audio and your power transmission to your headset right. and send all the other stuff back to it without any real delay. So
0: We had an article on that like a month ago, didn't we? The, uh, that no. was already
1: going to be built into the PS5, all that stuff? I don't
0: Except know. Except the actual if, headset itself?
1: I don't know if we actually had that as an article. I think it was more of a, kind of like we're talking about like a wish, like a hope that that's what they do. I could have sworn we had an article. Yeah, that said I, it, I think we, we, had we had it.
2: may have. It like, or at least it got mentioned um, but, yeah.
0: okay. I thought, I thought it was in, like, that System Specs article or something.
2: I don't uh, know about that, because they, they're still really tight on, on what they're going to release for System Specs, it seems like. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of where we lead into our last story here. Uh, this one comes to us from Gizmodo. The Sony PlayStation 5 is making the PlayStation 4 look cheap. Bloomberg is reporting that Sony is having a problem driving the price down on this year's PlayStation 5. The console is expected to launch later this year, but Sony is struggling at the cost of manufacturing below $450 per unit. According to Bloomberg, the challenge currently is sourcing key components for the PlayStation 5 at a reasonable price. DRAM and NAND flash memory appear to be the components Sony is having trouble getting cheap. Both are crucial if Sony wants to maintain the incredible load times it's been bragging about for the PlayStation 5. Both are widely used in high end phones and laptops. And given that it has been uh, reportedly been trying to beat Sony on raw power when it launches its next gen console, the Xbox Series X, Microsoft may also be contributing to the shortage as it would likely be using similar materials.
2: But this also traces back to the memory shortage not that long ago. Mm hmm. Yeah,
1: and it's, I mean, they've gotten over most of that memory shortage anyway, but I think it's exacerbated even more now, not just by. What Microsoft's trying to do, and of course phones and laptops are getting to be thinner and right. faster and require that type of tech with it. We got coronavirus going on though right now too. And so that's kind of Yeah,
2: and a lot of production in China has been total standstill for Exactly what, almost a month now.
1: Yeah, and a lot of a lot of companies are starting to put it into their financial reporting that says I mean, there are some that are saying, no, it's not going to do anything to us, and then next day flip course and say, yeah, we went back and looked, and this is going to fuck us yeah. really bad for the foreseeable future. So I think Sony's going to be the same way, and unless Microsoft got their hands on what they needed and like put it away in some storage unit or whatever for for future use, then, hey, good on them. But uh, that's going to be you know, only part of the problem. The main problem is going to be what the cost is passed along to us. And so farther along here in the article says the PlayStation four costs $381 to manufacture according to IHS market and retailed for $400. By that math, the PlayStation five would need to cost around $470 to maintain that same kind of profit. So that means for them to continue making $19 per console after everything said and done, uh, 470 bucks is going to be around that price point. So I think they're going to try to recoup some of that additional cost. I think we're going to see a flat 499. Yeah. Like, I think we're going to see a 499 console. I think the Series X will probably be positioned $100 above that at $599. Um, and that, that's just what we're going to have to contend with in cost. Because, the like, here, the 20-gig PlayStation 3 sold for $500, uh, but according to at least one teardown, cost approximately $805.85 to produce. Holy shit. Wow. I didn't wow. realize they made that much of a loss on the PS3.
2: Jeez,
1: yeah, that's that's even all well, the, the original ones.
0: The original ones it wasn't like that when it moved to Slim. Those are, think, yeah, those big fat ones. Most yeah, of it was probably sense. most of
1: it probably was because of the what was it the Blu-ray tech and then the cell processor that it had in it before they moved with the PlayStation Four and that to uh, AMD architecture. So yeah, when you're making custom chips, it's going to cost more. Yeah, so I I just thought that was a a big one for us to bring up because as we. Get ourselves ready to actually see what the PlayStation Five is going to look like. uh Hearing more about what the power is behind the Series X, and going to go and spend a metric fuck ton of money here by the end of this year. You know, it's it's. You're making me sad, It's dude. It's shit's expensive nowadays, man. It's, it's going to cost rough. me
0: twelve hundred dollars to get these fucking systems. Uh,
1: it's going to yeah, it's going to be really bad. Let's see. I did have one other story I wanted to bring up here because I thought it was interesting because we were all Blizzard fans here, but. Uh, video and screenshots have come up of the, the now no longer existing horse StarCraft Ghost. Yeah. Xbox game. So there have been, people have actually been putting video up of it, showing how the game plays, uh, there have been additional screenshots put out there and actually one of them because they're on like dev console level things. Like some person only got far enough in and it crashed their console completely. But have you guys seen any of the video mm-hmm. of that yet? No,
2: I, I just barely saw the article. It so. definitely looks like a shooter from, from that day and age. Like, I did see in the article, however, that one of the reps from Blizzard said, we never said it was canceled. So, I don't know. If, I don't know. It's I think that's yeah. just pandering. We're, we're, yeah, yeah we're not
1: at a good time, I think, for them to be starting to talk like that right now. They've got a lot yeah. of things they need to fix. <laughs> I mean... Oh, no, I know it'll happen. It'll be because they've got Diablo Immortal coming out. They need to, They need to. you know, pander to the StarCraft fans so it'll become a mobile game. God. StarCraft Ghost Battle Royale.
0: <laughs> just another shovel in the dirt that they're making for their own grave. If yeah. They
1: do that. I just... I saw that all today. I think the one thing I took out of it is because it did look like a shooter from there, from that point in time. The radar that was actually on the screen itself—I don't know if it was just out of proportion because of whatever TV they were playing it on. The radar looked way out of proportion for what it should have. Right. Like the radar looked like it took up almost one quarter of the of the screen. Yeah, it was awful. But it was it was definitely a game from that time period, and you could you could see how far they got in it, but. Like I mean, they had even no full like voice acting at least in the stuff they were showing off.
2: Right. So, right.
1: okay, if they bring it back, they bring it back. Please don't make it a mobile game, Blizzard. That's cool, not what we I need right don't. now. We need we need true AAA title content from you. Yeah, right now.
2: Blizzard just needs to stop with the the mobile crap. They they it do makes money. Yeah. It well, yeah, it does.
1: That's true. Sell it for free in game purchases. Get yourself ahead this much faster at this point. So. Oh, Jeez. Yeah, you're making but, me sad by saying that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I made both of them sad. I made Preston sad on the console cost. I got Dan sad over here.
0: You made me mad about the Goose Game shit.
1: (laughs) God, it's a whole, whole mix of emotions here. And with that said, that's the Weekly News Roundup for us. Thank you so much for tuning in. Check us out on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, at the NBC's Podcast. You can uh, check us out on anchor.fm slash the npcs podcast where you can get links to all the platforms we're on including Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch you guys all in the next episode. See you. bye
0: Hey, you did it!